Do not start your year until you finish it. It's a Jim Rohn quote that I have expanded to fit this episode called Strategic Planning 2023. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's the podcast here, Grow With Tim, with Jay Do and... Tim Joyner. Tim. Surprise. <laughs> We're kind of making fun of that every single time, because I get to start it off, and uh, I've learned so much from this Only man. Only a few of us are cool enough to have one name. You well, know, there's, there's like Madonna, the, Prince, yeah, Jay Do. You're in big right? company. Okay. I really need the joiner. It just doesn't work. Grow With Tim. That's one name, right? We can put a hashtag on it. So we hope you're enjoying. Of course, what we do here is we talk about leveling up in your life and business career. There's so many high-octane entrepreneurs out there that uh, we think are going to be interested in this type of conversation that we have each and every uh, podcast episode, which is about every other week right now. So as we get down to the end of 2022, Tim, that's when we're recording this, it's time to start strategic planning for the new year. Yeah. Now, I brought up this act, uh, this quote from Jim Rohn. Many of us know Jim Rohn. We talk about him every other episode. He comes up for a minute or so. And he said, as I recall, that you do not start the day until you finish it. Right. Now, now I, I sprung that on you here yeah. to open up our... Did, do you, what do you think he was meaning about that? Don't start the day till you finish it. Yeah, well, so I'm interested to have you unpack that because you've thought about it a lot more than I have. Yeah, I was what I, I said. I sprung yeah. it on you. Yeah, I sprung yeah, it yeah. on you. Yeah, right? So for me, your your year isn't finished or your day isn't finished until you've reflected on that day and you've made sure that, number one, you've captured the lessons from it, right? Failure is only failure if you fail to learn from it. So right, right. hopefully I've learned something. Um, have I finished actually what I set out to do? If I had a list of three objectives for that day or that year or whatever, hopefully I've gotten those done or at least I've made a remedial plan for how I'm going to get them done tomorrow or next year or whatever. Um, and then hopefully I have now the, the planning the next day is I'm really not done with today until I've planned for a successful tomorrow. There we go. That's the last, that last line there is where I really think that his context and hopefully my question leads us toward it's we're not going to get up in the morning and go for it and just be reactive. We have planned out what we expect to happen, what we need to happen, what we want to do. So as we conclude this year, many of you in business, including myself, are thinking about what needs to be true about next year for me to be satisfied and pumped up about where we have gone. So we do have to reflect on where we've come so far, but don't start next year until we've finished it on paper. And that takes me specifically to the strategic summit that Tim led me and my company through just this past week. We're going to talk a little bit about strategic planning in 2023. Do you do it? Why should you do it? What comes about around it? And uh, all the crazy, funny, weird moments that came out of our summit last year because of the crazy, fun, good, hopefully our Airbnb host, maybe they're listening. There, there was a, it, was a, it was an interesting place. It was an interesting place yes. for sure. Okay, so first off, Tim, take us back though. What is it how do we go about it? When did this kind of strategic planning initiative and, and, and the summits that we'll talk about here in a second, when did they kind of be, in, when did they get introduced to you? Why, why do you do them? Yeah, so it's probably been a decade or so that I've been developing this. It hasn't always been the case. I used to just go through kind of every day as it came. And sure, I had set some goals and I, I'd be like, oh, it'd be really cool to hit this revenue number. But I didn't really have a, a plan for getting there. And even if I did have a plan, it wasn't a strategy. Okay. It was a plan, maybe. 
Um, so there's a difference between those two words then. Yeah. How yeah, would you kind of so. help me understand what well, you mean? I think it, a str- I mean, there's a whole book, um, Richard Renault, I think, on good strategy, bad okay. strategy, that's okay. very, very dry, but but it's actually really rich and, and deep and valuable. And you can read that if you want to get an idea of what is strategy, actually. But for me, a set of strategic objectives are different from a set of goals or even a plan because, number one, they're objectives. They're things that you actually want to achieve, and it and it's clear about either I have achieved it or I haven't, right? It's measurable. Yeah, right. Okay, measurable. But it's strategic right. in that it's not just a right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. And if you put a, a strategy together where you have several strategic objectives, they ought to all build on one another. And if I get this one right, it's going to help this one. If mm-hmm. I get this one right, it's going to... And it's going to get the whole company wherever, wherever it is that I'm trying to get to better, faster, cheaper, more successfully, more sustainably, whatever. And so a, a good strategic planning summit, number one, it takes some time and some planning and some work, but it ought to result in a dramatically better next year mm-hmm. for spending that two or three days where you're actually pursuing every day with intentionality and purpose and a plan and not just sort of reacting all the time. Right. You're contri- you're happening to the world instead of the world happening. Ooh, to you. I love that. So when I hear about those terminologies, I'm remembering what I've read in Jim Rohn's book about No, 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 I'm sorry. This is 4DX, the four the disciplines, disciplines of execution. Of execution. Yeah. I believe the whirlwind yeah, that's right. Okay, the whirlwind. Yep. Okay, or is that Jim Rohn? Am I getting it wrong? I don't actually know. But Jim, I mean, Jim Collins. Jim Collins. There's some. Oh, see, I'm out here, oh, ladies and gentlemen. You have to. Anyway, I'm out here selling books. Hopefully, you <laughs> you go figure it out and tell me in the comments. Like, who am I talking and quoting? Okay. Um, yes, the whirlwind is the stuff that's going to happen in any and every day. I think it's all of execution. Okay, I'm almost sure it is. Okay. I'm sure it is. All the things that are always going to hit us and yep. come about, but. In the midst of the world when they talk about, we've still got to be going toward the strategic initiatives that have to be true at the end of the day, week, month, year, to help us perform at the levels that you're kind of talking about, that growth factor. So we're actually more efficient, making more money. We live better lives because of it. And that's really, really tough because I imagine out there, if we're not strategic about what we're doing each and every day or we step back and reflect in something like a two, three-day summit, the whirlwind takes over. Yeah. The whirlwind is just life happening to you, right? How many of us have ever set a goal, whether it's like a personal goal, like I want to lose weight or I want to eat better or whatever, or an organizational goal, I want to build a 10 million, you know, I want to have $10 million in revenue or $100 million or $1 million or whatever your company size right, is. Right, right. But then, and we, we get all excited about it in January, right? And then a few well, months go great. by. Yeah. And, and we, haven't, we haven't really done anything to achieve it. Or maybe we did something for a few months, but then we kind of fell off the wagon. And we get to the end of the year and we're like, yeah, I didn't hit any of my goals, right? A, a good strategic planning session, first of all, is not standalone, right? The work is not done. Because one of the things that ought to come out of a strategic planning summit okay. is, yes, three to five, depending on the size of your company and a number of factors, one, two, three, maybe as many as five strategic objectives. These are big rocks that I want to accomplish this year. But also a series of supporting initiatives with deadlines and owners. So, okay, if I'm going to achieve this strategic objective, yep. then I'm going to have to do this project and right. this project and this project. And you're going to own that and I'm going to own this and somebody else is going to own the next one. And there's a deadline for each of those. And then critically, we've got to have KPIs, key performance indicators, lots of different names for that, different systems called different things. I like KPI, but a metric of some kind, some number where you can say, am I actually succeeding or failing? So if you say, we're going to significantly improve our reputation next year, right, okay. then I've got to have a KPI. Yeah, a because number. that's kind of 
ethereal and out there. Right. So how do we know? So maybe I ha maybe I commission a net promoter score survey, for example, and once a quarter I survey all of my customers, or maybe every time I engage with a client, I have an automated survey that goes out or whatever, and I've got targets. Okay, we're we're putting all these initiatives in place. And by the end of first quarter, I want my net promoter score to be X. Okay. And by the end of second quarter, I want it to be X plus. I want it to be a little bit higher. And by the end of third quarter, I want it to be my whatever. Um, so I've got to have supporting initiatives that are actually like action steps to achieve that objective. And I've got to have KPIs. And I've got to report on those KPIs all the time, which is where the dashboard comes in. We've talked about yeah, that that's, I think that's so important sometimes because uh, in the context of getting these things done, you still need to communicate how we're doing at any given time, and it needs to be, according to 4DX, very easy for us to judge yes. how we how we do it yes. right now. When we go to the football game, right, that's always the easy one. Everyone understands American football out there, and they, un no, well, not all the nuances of actually the games and rules, and, but that's the point, is the game and the coaches and the referees are watching a million different data points. Right millions of different data points when you factor in all the people and all the things that are going on. But the audience and the people who are on the field continually look up and see the time right. and the score. Right. They're right. just looking at are we on time and how are we doing at this given point, not... So I think that was one of the epiphanies yeah. for me is I have for years been, I'm kind of a data nerd, like I like information, I look at reports and I try to understand how my company's doing. And I thought that I was communicating that to my team. Okay. But every time I had like a performance review, I'd interview my key leaders or whatever, and I'd ask them, you know, how they're doing, and I'd have all these questions. Um, one thing that I was consistently frustrated by was they mm -hmm. never seemed to have the vision, they never seemed to have the big picture of where we were going or how we were doing on our journey to get there. And it was so frustrating to me. And then I realized I didn't have a scoreboard. And so at a certain point a few years ago, I, I really experientially figured out okay. if I have a scoreboard that is published, right. everybody knows, okay, here are the four things that matter, and here's how we're doing on each one of those, and every week we talk about it. Man, now everybody is making little, from all the way down to the front lines of the company, everybody is making little decisions that are going to make that score go in the right direction. Right. So even if you've got a scoreboard that your executive team uses, maybe you need to have a scoreboard that everybody can see. You've got right. to know where we're going. And that one, the, I guess the more people that need to engage and interact and see that scoreboard, actually the simpler it becomes. When it's less people or the leadership, sure, they can see a lot of different data points and things like that. But as you communicate it through your company to your line workers or whatever it is that you might be dealing with yeah it's got to be simple yeah look here's my, how much time is left here what the score is are we beating the other team right, right. that's what the football team is looking for right um we'll let we're, the commentators worry about all the other nuance on tuesdays when there's a full moon then <laughs> that, that doesn't matter to the players in the in yeah, the right. game during the 60 minutes they have to play yeah you got it yeah. you got it I feel like we've gotten ahead of ourselves though okay we're, we're talking about some of the outcomes and some of the requirements of it but when, when we talk about strategic planning, to some people in our listening audience, they have been doing this for decades. And yeah. frankly, maybe they're better than, than we are. So okay. I hope that we'll get a flood of comments and emails and you know conversations started around, well, have you thought about this? You actually are missing this important part. So maybe we're yeah. going to learn something okay. today I from hope our so. audience. I hope so. But there are some people on this uh, that are going to be listening to this podcast or watching this, this uh, video that have never really participated in a strategic summit. And they don't even know where to begin. And I remember the first time somebody told me, you've got to do strategic planning, you've got to get out of your office. 
I literally took a, a legal pad and I went to a hotel and got mm -hmm. out of the office and I said to myself, what the heck am I going to do for the next eight hours? Like, I have no idea what to do. Okay, so you committed so to a this, full day. I of... think, I, actually, I think the first time I committed to a half day, I think I had well, four it, or six it hours. Well, it was supposed to be eight hours. Yeah, it turned out to be like, like That's probably what happened. lunch. Right. Yeah. No, I had no idea what to do. I yeah. knew that it was important. I was committed, but I didn't know how that works. No, so on this note, I, yes, I asked you the same thing. So as I mentioned a second ago, ladies and gentlemen, the strategic planning in one of my companies with Tim just finished. Right. And I asked you this question. I said, hey, man, remind me again what we're supposed to be planning for. And you said, well, we're planning for downtime away from the office and whirlwind. We're planning for that so we can even identify what needs to go on. So I said, well, how do we do this? Uh, does that mean we're not doing it at the office? And you said, yeah, well, let's go up to Asheville. Many of you know we live in Greenville, South Carolina. Let's go up to Asheville or something. Here's what another company has done. And I said, I mean, we love you, Tim. We're going to pay for this. But uh, I'm not sure if we can pull that off. But you said, hey, we have to leave the office. Right. we got to do it elsewhere. So, yeah, let's, right. let's set the stage. Right. Okay. So, so in this case, you guys found a really... I was going to say a really nice, it was nice, it was different. It was, it was very, it was very different. different. Eclectic a lot is of the fans. words. Lot so of many, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> in this one conference room that had to be, I don't even know how to describe this place. It was like a large living room. It, it had yes. a couch. It had, it had several but it couches. it also had a conference table and it had several little plenty tables. Plenty of space. It had a TV. Had plenty a of space. Ten but overhead ceiling. Eleven. Eleven. Were there eleven? Yeah, because one of the lines went longer than the other one. I counted them. 11 ceiling fans in a large, in what was effectively a large So, so here's what we're trying to say, is in a room with a regular 9-foot ceiling, probably. 8-foot, yeah. 9-foot eight eight, ceiling. 8-foot yeah, eight ceiling? Eight foot, yeah. Fan, the distance between each fan <laughs> was t 2 feet, yeah, 3 maybe feet. Less, yeah, maybe less than 3 feet, I think. Okay. Yeah, so was, we, we did find so a place. So we found a great place, despite all the ceiling quiet, fans. Quiet, away from the world. It was quiet. It was actually quite nice. Yep. It, it was perfect. Um, and we got snacks, plenty of snacks, because yep. your brain needs energy, right, when you're thinking like this. And it was quiet, and it was away from the office. It was you know, 30 minutes away or something yeah, like that. It was yeah. great. And then we spent parts of three days there figuring out how to make 2023 an incredible year that where we're all pulling in the same direction or rowing in the same direction and we're all rowing on the same cadence right. and we're checking it, we're communicating well and we're actually making progress toward these milestones and ult toward these ultimate goals. So how do we start? We started on Thursday yeah. over lunch. We did and we went two hours and we, uh, two plus hours and what we were first trying to figure out was what we wanted to be true by the end of our weekend. Yeah, so I came with, I think, eight. If I remember right, I had eight. Not everyone's the same. I tried to customize it for your company. Now, uh, now our company is three key owners and leaders. Yep. So there's a small group of guys, right? We know each other well, yep. um, and we have online service. So basically what we focus on is educational online platforms and things like that. So I know one of the things that you do, of course, is customization depending on who you're with. Right. So I'm not sure what it would be like in another situation, but right. that's who we are. So we identified uh, eight categories, uh, things like what do you want to be true about your marketing and your brand? What do you want to be true about your financial results? What do you want to be true about your products and services? And so on. We had eight different categories. And I just asked you three partners, the, the executives that run this company, what, what do you want to be true about your products and services come 1231, December 31st yep. of 2023, right? Right. And yep. so you got, and then I would just shut up and let you write. And I had little worksheets and you wrote out 
all these different things. And then we talk about them and identify priorities and look for common themes, right? And we came up with eight different categories and each one had two or three things that you said, boy, if we got that done by 2023, we'd be really successful, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Way too many things, right? There's of no course, way that we're yes. going to be able to do yeah. 16 or 24 or however many things that we identified as priorities. Right. Yes. So then we had to call those down and we said, which of these will actually move the needle? Which ones are actually critical? And we argued a little bit. We debated. So yeah, I 100%. Think that's important we're we're coming from it from different angles. We have different roles and responsibilities with that leadership team. So we're trying to come to the head. Yep. Like what? And, and of course, during this process, you'll know this, just like we found out, of course, is... Well, actually, these two things are the same, but they're coming from different perspectives right. and different responsibilities and roles. But if we did this kind of hybrid piece of that, it takes them. care of these five different things we wrote down. So we organized all of this, and then the next morning, we started early on a Friday morning and came back for day two, and basically had all of that sort of summarized and organized and combined and uh, redacted as necessary. And we identified a, a much shorter list of things that you would love to be true, right? Right. And then we also came with worksheets for what are the strategic objectives. It was like per, per, per objective, we had one full page. And at the top, we had a space to sort of draft out what it actually is this objective. What are we trying to accomplish? We're trying to accomplish, we want a comprehensive, for example, for you guys, we wanted a comprehensive self-service training. I don't have the exact wording, but yep. like library of educational um, for your current customers. Yep. So these are our current customers that get access to it. These are prospective customers that pay you a subscription fee to learn how to accomplish these financial objectives that, that they come to you guys for. So, so we wanted this comprehensive library. Right now you've got tons of content, but it's not all super well organized, you can't necessarily it's okay. track it's it. Okay. It's okay, people. It's good. The point is, is that uh, over time, new things have been added and changed, so we have to refresh it. And critically, we knew you, that. critically, you couldn't incentivize your team and your extended team of, of contractors and agents to actually uh, refer people to this and like share revenue with them, right? The technology Correct. wasn't capable of yeah. that. And so that was one that of the new, things that you identified. Yeah. We had a new initiative for that. We've got to do this, right? Another one of your objectives was to substantially simplify how you bring on new, because you guys want to scale. You want to be able to bring on new people. Right. And instead of having to do a one-off onboarding and implementation for every single new person that you add to your team, you got to be able to do this in a semi-automated fashion and have lots of technology and systems and documentation and automation that is going to make it so that instead of growing by addition, you can grow by multiplication, right? You want yeah, exactly. To... And so, anyway, the point is not to get into the weeds of what you guys decided, but we identified uh, several strategic objectives that we said, if we're going to get to these big goals, we've got to make it easier to bring on new team members. Yes, 100%. We've got to make a better uh, education library that we can use to turn prospects into clients and to turn clients into advocates, right? And so, and there were several others. And so for each, we spent then about an hour and a half on each one of these where we said, all right, the first strategic objective, based on all these things that we want to be true, we prioritize them and said the first one is going to be these, uh, let, let's say, that I don't remember which one was actually the first one, but let's say that was bringing on these agents. All right. Yep. Right. And so then we identified supporting initiatives. Okay. If we're going to do that, if we're going to make it really simple to bring on a new team member, how, what do we have to do? Well, we have to have better documentation and we have to have this automation yeah. we have all these yeah we have, uh, we have to have a form for them to fill out to say i'm interested an and online form to yeah. screen them yeah right, with a bunch of questions so that we don't have to take the first phone call 
and actually yeah. the, the interview process is going to be largely automated. Yep. Okay. Then we need, for instance, a thing like a course for them to go through, right? We need a call one-on-one -on -one to happen. We need some sort of paperwork system. Can we upload this paperwork so they can get the documentation going down? Here's the crazy thing about this, Tim. As we're going through, what kept happening, as you probably recall, especially my brother, my brother is a partner, is we started to realize, all of us, yikes, I'm going to have to do this. Like, it's like yeah. in the middle of everything going on, like, who's going to do that? I got, I got phone calls I'm not taking right now. So right? that's workshop number two, who, not how, right? We got to yeah. find people to do it. But, but anyway, Very good. Right. Okay. there's responsibility there for sure. But, but the point is that for you guys, this was a strategic objective because if we don't get this in place and you grow like you want to, you're going to spend all your time training new people. And you're going to have all kinds of mistakes because you're like, oh, wait a minute, I thought he already signed that con Oh, he never signed that contract. Well, he can't go into this meeting with a, right? And so you've got to have the systems and processes and technology in place so that when growth hits, you're ready for it, right? So we identified, first of all, what the objective was. And then we said, all right, these are the supporting initiatives that have to happen. Have to happen, and we put people's names by all of them, right? You got more more of your name put down than you wanted. I think we, I think did. we all did. We all yes. did, right? But we got owners <laughs> that we're gonna hold we're gonna hold each other accountable for, yeah, right? right? With deadlines. Yeah. So by you know December thirty first, you got well. We said not December thirty first because we didn't want to mess up your Christmas. I this, tried to this say this December thirty first. <laughs> right. We, we scooted it up a little bit or pushed it out a little bit. Right. But but by certain deadlines, you got things account that you're accountable for. And if you show up in an executive team meeting, and that deadline is passed, and you don't have anything to show for it, we're gonna have our, we're gonna have our time for you, right? We're gonna give you our time. So identified strategic objectives, and then critically. We worked on KPIs. So how are we going to measure this? Not just a pass-fail, did you automate that system? But is the system working? Right? So all kinds of KPIs. So for example, we want we talked earlier about customer satisfaction and net promoter score. Um, we want usage and retention. So right. with oh, this yeah. client library, right. we're going to give people 30 days free. So critically on day 31, how many people are self-subscribing when they've got to pay? That's a metric that we identify. Of course, right. Yes. But we also want them to do more than just, oh, I forgot to cancel it. We want to provide such value and be in such regular contact with them that they continue to be a long-term subscriber. So we've got other metrics for retention for long, yes, right? right? So anyway, we identified metrics so that we can find out not just did I do my task, but is it working, right? And we're going to track that over the course of the year. So we identified over the, all of these objectives maybe eight or 10 KPIs, and we don't have all this built out yet, right? These are 2023 initiatives, course, but eventually yes. you're gonna have a dashboard, yeah. and every week you're gonna say, all right, I'm responsible for these three guys, here's what happened. We're ahead of the game on this one, we're behind on this one, we're right on track with this one, and then your brother is gonna say, hey, here's, and then Will's gonna say, and you're gonna report to each other on how you're doing, and not just like throw out a number and say, oh yeah, didn't hit it, sorry. You're gonna say, all right, we didn't hit it. Here's why I think we didn't hit it. And here are the actions we're going to take this week or this month or this quarter in order to get that metric back on track, yeah. right? Love so it. now all year long, we're going to be intentionally pursuing those strategic objectives such that at the end of the year, you got a really good chance of having hit all five of those objectives. And instead of just saying, you know, oh, we had a good year, we had a not so good right. year. Instead of the year happening to you, you're going to happen to your year. A lot of that um, kind of... Uh helps us get on philosophical alignment of why we're here and what we're doing. 
Many of you out there have strategic reasons internally, actually personal things that are not even in business on why you're in that business, what, what we're here to accomplish in the world and bring good to the world. And so for us, Tim, a reminder for you, man, and um, kind of a shout out for those of you who might be thinking of having something like this and maybe a facilitator to help you, is we're able to be in more of one accord, as they'd say in church, about what we're doing from the different personalities and people who take the leadership and that right there is invaluable stuff. Yeah. Invaluable stuff. If you all, the problem is, if you don't have this kind of alignment and communication and common goal setting and developing all these initiatives, everybody does whatever he thinks is right. Yeah. Right? And it probably is good. But your version of what you think is right, my we have right. slightly divergent visions for this company, right? right. And we're going to be constantly frustrating each other and disappointing each other because you're like, I think you should be spending more time on sales. And I say, yeah, no, I really need to spend more time on operations or whatever. Like, if we don't have a common vision for oh, yeah. what our roles and responsibilities are, it's going to be a lot of frustration and a lot of wasted effort, right? So I want to know a little bit now about some other folks and some other types of strategic planning that you've done mm -hmm. and some of the results of what come, came above that. Who else can you help, have you helped? And I want to hear a good story. Yeah. Well, all right. So you're a lot better storyteller than I am, for sure. Well, um, just embellish. We uh, don't know. <laughs> my my uh, modus operandi is that I extract all the theory from the story, and okay. I deliver the theory because that's you know like I want to know how to reproduce this, and you want like the story, and, yeah, and right. I got to get tell me about the fans. The how many how fans, many fans <laughs> were there? Why was it so strange in the <laughs> room? Yeah, it's very strange. All right, so I'll give you an example. I came into an organization a couple years ago. I may have told this story on an earlier podcast. I'm not sure. And we knew that there was a lot of customer dissatisfaction. Okay. We were growing rapidly. Mm -hmm. This organization was killing it in sales okay. and like doubling market share. It's great. Uh, but there were lots of complaints and lots of unhappy customers. And it seemed like they were always on the phone screaming at us. I exaggerate a little bit, not very much. Sometimes they really were screaming yeah, at us. Yeah, sure. And, and it seemed like we could never keep the customers happy. And so yeah. we um, tried to get a handle on that. And early on, we commissioned a net promoter uh, survey, right? Some of you are familiar with the net promoter score, NPS. And it be, you know how likely are you to recommend this to a friend or colleague? And we got a really terrible score. I mean, it was really terrible. Negatives. Negatives. Yeah. It was negatives. Right. Uh, people were very unhappy. Yeah. Um, we started looking at why that was, and we noticed that, wow, we had just never, be, before a couple years ago, this company had never tracked how many tickets, how many unresolved issues there were on a per-client basis. Okay. Right? We had the system to do it, but nobody was All paying right. attention. All right. So we're actually, we're failing at our metrics. Well, there, there just wasn't even a metric there. Nobody was paying attention. Yeah, it was like, well, yeah. we know that we're all really busy and we're working hard and we're trying to fix clients and fix tickets, you know, resolve issues as quick as we can. But when we did the analysis, we found out there were 30, on average, okay. 30 unresolved issues per client. Well, no wonder people are upset, right? It was taking, I don't remember now, upwards of 90 days on average to close a ticket. Right? So this so is very, I'm assuming that's very slow. That's very slow. Don't know what you guys are doing out yeah, there, but right. 90 days is a pain point. Yeah. So, so we, one of the metrics that we set, we came up with a series of strategic objectives yep. um, and supporting initiatives. We, we did a lot of analysis into where are all those tickets coming from? Why do we have so many problems? And we identified in one case that there was this particular technology that we had that kept failing. There was, it, was a, it was actually a Microsoft technology. It should yeah. have been working, but the way yeah. it was implemented, 
It wasn't working, and it kept screwing up. Microsoft things. works. <laughs> it just works. So Microsoft, this technology was really causing us grief. Yeah. And so one of our supporting initiatives that year was we've got to either replace or fix this technology that's causing us all this problem. But one of the KPIs was our tickets per client, we want to get to 14 by the end of the year. Okay. So that's 30 enough. down to 14. Yeah. Yeah. And we had incremental milestones along the way. So by the end of quarter one, we're going to be down to 18 or what. I don't remember what they all were. This is two years ago now. Um, but every single week, we reported to the whole team. We had a handful of about five metrics that we reported on. That was one of them. We also measured time to resolution. How long does it take? And we measured client satisfaction, this net promoter score. And there were several other metrics that we were reporting on, market share and financial results and so on. But literally every single week, we would report on how many tickets per client we had open. All right. And yeah. we watched them drop. And we had ticket parties where we would like oh. bring in lunch and we would invite everybody to come to the, this big conference room. And for a two-hour lunch, we'd cater lunch. We were focused on closing the oldest tickets. And like we would all, it would be like a war room, like all collaborate and Oh, this is not else. a party, ladies and gentlemen. Well, this is a party. Work. We had food. All right. Well, we it, did it have food. constitutes a party, right? Okay. Does it? I mean, okay. for me... These are Tim's friends, people. <laughs> Got it. Okay. All right. So, so the whole company was focused on bringing this number down because we knew that if we got the number of tickets per client down, customer satisfaction would go up, client retention would go up. It would enhance our ability to close new deals because word was getting out. Like our reputation was suffering. People were talking. I'm like, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. these guys have a great product, but it takes Can't forever. Fulfill to get. anything? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so that was an example of how there were a number of strategic or supporting initiatives that we worked on. So replacing this technology was one. Yep. Hiring another support tech was another. Okay. Figuring out how to set and deliver expectations. We, we had this habit of... Setting we, expectations right, even. Yeah, we like were that. scared to commit to yep, anything right. because we were so overwhelmed. Yep. We were under so much water. Like, you didn't want to make a promise because you knew you couldn't hit it. Mm -hmm. Well, the problem was that if you don't set the object, if you don't set the expectation, your customer sets their own. And your customer, they think that a reasonable turnaround time is 24 hours, and we're thinking 90 days, and that's going to be a problem. Right? Yeah, oh yeah. So you've got to communicate and set the expectation. And even if it, hopefully it's not going to be 90 days, but whatever it is, you've got to set it and then deliver on it so that you build trust with the client. So another initiative was how we're going to improve our communication in some specific ways and get really good at setting and delivering on expectations. Right. Or a number of other initiatives. But over the course of that year, we saw those tickets per client, like we graphed it out and every week we saw it. Now the leadership, when the six leaders okay. got together, yeah. your executives and directors, um, we went much more in depth. Right. Rather than yeah. just report on, well, here's the number, we said, all right, here's the number and here's what I'm doing this week to improve that. Here's how I'm investing in this system, this technology, I'm training my people this, the team that reports to me is going to work on this this week. Right. We were strategically pursuing that goal, and, and we hit that number. We got it down, and actually the next year, even more, and we went from 30 down to, I think we're, last week, I'm still working with that company, I think we were down to 3.8 last Very week, nice. right, from 30. Right. Um, and there, now there are a lot of other important things. So those, that's... I'd, I'd like it to be even less than that, but it's sure. a big improvement over 30. But we've cleared the trail on some of the problems so we can move forward on some other... You got it. And now we're not, so over, we're not spending yeah. all our time even just figuring out which ticket's most important. Like now you've got three and fraction per client. It's a lot Love easier it. to, to manage. Yeah. But by, by breaking it down and then our team leads and directors and execs met every week, 
to specifically say, this is what we're going to do this week to improve it. And the whole company got a report card every single Friday. Mm-hmm. This is what's going on. And it was like everybody was excited about watching that number. And, it, and when we hit certain milestones, we celebrated. Okay, a real party. A real party. Oh. Well, it probably wasn't a party by years. We should have had you to come and MC. Okay, you could have yes. brought the fun. We'll do. But next I like time. to eat. I like to. Eat. That's time. fine if you're an eater. So, next so time. Tim, appreciate that. So, tell our audience and listeners, we as we close 2022, many folks are already or thinking about or planning for a better year next year. But there may be they may have strategic holes, like yeah. you said. They're planning for it. Yep. They're hoping and wishing maybe. Yep. It's a dream right now, but. What can we do to close out this year strong, ready to start the next year after already having finished it in our mind? We know how it should end. So it's going to be different for everybody, right? you got to walk before you run. So if, if you are a solopreneur, and we have a lot of those that watch this um, or listen to it. So if you're a solopreneur and you've never done this sort of thing before, you, you take a half a day and get somewhere quiet with a legal pad. Mm-hmm. I don't recommend a laptop or an iPad because there are too many distractions. Like yep. Get some paper and a pen. Do it the old-fashioned way. And figure out what is it that you want to accomplish next year. And then figure out what is going to have to be true if you get to the end of the year and you've accomplished it. What has to have happened along the way? Well, I'm going to have to fix this. And and, and figure out if you've got any employees or if you've got uh, contractors that you can mm-hmm. work with or you can hire a firm. Maybe you need to fix your books or you're going to hire an accounting firm, whatever. But you've got to get clear on paper with what I want to accomplish and what's going to be necessary to get there and figure out some way to measure it. You may say, wow, that sounds like a lot of work. It is, but it's better than reacting, right? It's better than just floating your way through the year and constantly putting out fires, like figure out how to prevent the fires in the first place. So maybe that's it. If you're a a small business with a leadership team, even if it's a small leadership team and you've never done this, probably hire somebody to facilitate this, even if you know how. Having a facilitator means you can not be worried about how the day is going to go or managing the clock or thinking about how to facilitate this conversation or make sure that these two execs get along because they have different... AKA getting a fight with your brother because he owns (laughs) the company with you. Right. These things happen. So having a facilitator is really, really helpful, even if you know how to do it. If you've already been doing executive uh, strategic uh, objectives and a strategic summit for a long time... Try to figure out how to make it better. Look at what you did last year and where were there holes? Were there holes in that you didn't dream big enough? Were there holes that you didn't have enough discipline in following it through? Did you not have enough measurements in place to even know that you were on track or off track until it was too late? Did you um, maybe not have the right team in place to deliver on these KPIs or whatever? But figure out wherever you are and then what's one step to get a little closer. And probably for most of us, it means either starting this process of strategic planning or getting a lot better at it because we can all get better at it. And without this, you just, life happens to you. Yeah. I want you to happen to your year. Strategic planning and a, and a summit, an offsite, systematic way of thinking, what do you want to be true and how are we going to get there? I think is the best way to get. All right. Appreciate that, Tim. Don't get caught in the whirlwind, ladies and gentlemen, even from personal experience this past week with Tim. If you're thinking about needing a facilitator for this, this guy might be your guy. And if you need a recommendation on a spot to do it, I'm a big fan <laughs> of a spot just, just, just north, of Greenville. north of Greenville, South Carolina. All right. We appreciate you listening right here at Grow With Tim. And uh, we're going to see you online or at your next company party to celebrate all your big wins. And you can follow us all. All the channels are listed at growwithtim.com.